Hey, Score North listeners, it's Phil Mackey here. And starting Monday, September 23rd and running through Friday, September 27th, we at Score North are raising money to feed and change the lives of Twin Cities homeless. We're calling it Score North's Mission for Meals, supporting the Union Gospel Mission Shelter in St. Paul. We're auctioning off some awesome sports-related packages, including Twins playoff tickets with luxury transportation to the ballpark, a gopher football tunnel experience, a Vikings-Packers package, also live show sit-ins with Glenn Perkins, Alex Boone, and a lot more. Money raised will go directly into helping transform the lives of Twin Cities homeless. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals is where you can see all the packages. That's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Or if you just want to donate, you can go to the same website. A dollar ninety-six provides a meal and shelter for a homeless person. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I mean, I've done everything. Glenn Perkins. I've started, I've mopped up, I've closed. Glenn Perkins. We joke around and we have fun and he's different, he's unique. He seems like a guy that I'd like to do it. It's me. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Sweet. Oh, welcome to Glenn Perkins on baseball, the Score North Twins show. This is Glenn Perkins. I'm the host of the show. I'm here with... Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore, as usual, without a prompter. Without a prompter, I know it's. Uh, we're just winging it here. We're on a different day. I don't know if I'm even supposed to say that because no, this are. is like evergreen <laughs> stuff. No, we, but, we, have, we have accommodated your TV uh, um, stardom so that we could do this on a Wednesday this week. Yeah, so we're uh, we're we're doing this thing on a Wednesday. After a, another Twins victory, the magic number down to two. Yeah, could be some champagne uh, flying um, around. I know that's Rami's bit, right? That he likes to do the magic number, so I beat him to it today. <laughs> when did we, when did we start counting the magic number? On it was one hundred and one. One hundred and one. Yes, <laughs> one hundred and one. Oh, oh I didn't Rocky pick up on it until it was in like the forties. So we were we. I, it might have like come and gone, but for sure triple digits because we were like, oh my gosh, this is the best Twins team I've ever seen. How can we have some fun with it? What would be like a funny thing? And yeah, I I don't think we are out of April, <laughs> or may, maybe it was into May that's, by the time uh, we started it's, counting. Uh, it's a good thing you didn't print T-shirts <laughs> about that because that's jumping the gun more than it's happening. Yeah, I was, I was going to say this time it's actually happening, and we didn't even print the shirts. Yeah, <laughs> we could. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, I, I didn't pe- mean to send that much shade. <laughs> no, your no, way. no, it's okay. People think that I'm a jinx, but you know what? The it's happening shirts came back during the state fair, and this is going to be a 100 win Twins team. So eat it, okay. <laughs> They lived up to the pressure this time around. Do you think unlike, get, unlike Glenn's 2011 team, which crumbled under the it's happening pressure? <laughs> Do you think they're going to win 100 games? Well, they have to go three and two, right? Are they, did they was last night 97? 97. Okay, so they just have to go three and two in their next five. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but what I'm thinking is that what if they clinch tonight and then like quit trying for the next four days? Oh, that's okay too, and it yeah. wouldn't affect their seating, right? I mean, really, they no. Sh- it's, they should it's only basic. Be- so I think we were talking about this last night during the game. Um, I think if if the Astros and Yankees both win another game, they can't catch yeah. them. So all they have to do is th- th- those teams' magic number, if you will, is is one as well, to where that they they are going to duke it out for the top seed. But I think if the Twins. Lose another game, or that, or either the, both of those teams win another game, then it's sat. Yeah, it's right now. The Yankees are one hundred two and fifty six. The Astros are one hundred three and fifty four. Oh, so the, the Astros, the, the, the Twins can't pass the Astros. Yeah, and they and, and the Yankees are 
the the Yankees play the Blue Jays over the weekend. Um, now the only thing would be like if the Yankees, the Yankees have to lose out basically, almost right. They yeah, have, they, the Twins would have to win out, and the Yankees would have to lose almost all those games to the Blue Jays. They would they have to lose all of them because the Twins can't get to one hundred three. So this kind of this is a, this is actually a good segue to, to a, a random. Uh, I feel like once a week I do with the random. I actually should look up the playoff odds. Like, what are the what are their? You we usually do a playoff odds update. Uh, on playoff Fangraphs. odds are on ESPN.com. <laughs> it's ninety nine point nine percent for the Minnesota Twins. That's that's good. Um, so we were talking yesterday uh, for my TV gig, my other job, um, on the call, and we were talking about Miguel Sano. And so I just had decided, I, I, anytime something comes up, I'm like, i got to go check on Fangraphs and see what the scoop is. So I'm looking at, at him, you know, because we, we were talking about the fact that he's got a low batting average. I'm like, that re- it really doesn't matter because he, he hits home runs and extra base hits and he walks and all those things. And he's third on the team in way to runs created. So I, I start going down this rabbit hole of just looking at stuff, and I see Byron Buxton. And he's got, how, you're, are you on Fangraphs right now, Derek? He's got maybe he's got two hundred and some at bats. D- Derek is Derek always has the lights dim and Fangraphs pulled open. <laughs> well, just I do. So, I, just I, so I usually clear. do too. I mean, I like I <laughs> when I want to go look something up. It's like like the twins thing. Like usually I'll, I'll like start typing Fangraphs on my phone, and then like one of like the the history things at like the very top yeah. is like Honey, uh, what's right uh, there, and it's like the Twins dashboard is like the first hit. <laughs> so. Honey, what, what are you looking at on your computer over there? <laughs> no, 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 just uh, uh, Miguel Sano's Fangraphs page. Was I, that I, I, I swear, I swear. I'm just looking. So I'm looking at Byron Buxton's ground ball rate. <laughs> so I'm looking at it, and I see Byron Buxton's a, a two. Is he at two point seven wins above replacement? Two point eight per fan. Two point eight per yeah. Fangraphs, and how many at bats? That is in two hundred ninety-two plate appearances. Two hundred ninety-two. So essentially, a, uh, not even a half a season. So, but at the you know he was hitting at the bottom line. So let's call it a half a season. So he's sure. a six-win player. I think there's more to it than that too, where he would have maybe been playing defense instead of other guys out there. You know, whether it's J.K. or even having Kepler in center. We've talked about that. That I don't love. I mean, he is their best backup center fielder, but I don't love that because then we lose our best right fielder. And it got me thinking: if Byron Buxton stayed healthy. Where would we be looking at the Twins? Kind of like, you know, I feel like during the season, it's always been like, this is so great, you got to enjoy it. Like, this kind of thing doesn't happen. You know, the Twins went to the playoffs in 17. They were supposed to make a jump in 18. Everything fell apart. So, like, these moments can be fleeting. And so you should enjoy being the moment. And I looked at it just, maybe it's the Twins or the, the Minnesota sports fan in me, like the negative side of, like, what could have been? Which is weird when a team is going to win 100 games. Like, that's a weird thought, I think, for somebody to have. Like, man, this team could have been so, like, How good imagine, this team could yeah. have been. Yeah. And I'm like, it got me thinking, like, like how many how many wins would they have right now had Byron Buxton stayed healthy huh. all yeah. season? And there's a, just real quick, since we're opening up this Pandora's box... The other way around to that would be, imagine if you replaced Tyler Duffy and Sergio Romo, or let's just say Sergio Romo, with Craig Kimbrell, who's been terrible for the Cubs over the past three months. Sure. What would the difference, would they even be leading the division? But to your point, like they're going to win 100 without Byron Buxton playing for half the season. Is that 103? I think they're like a 103 to 105 win team if... Pineda stays healthy or, or stays uh, not yeah, suspended. Yeah, I guess. I mean, just just wins about replacement. You would you would figure that they'd be three games better. Yeah, ish with if Bucks and I and I think that his impact is greater than that. 
because I think that he help, he makes pitchers better, and that doesn't sh- like what he does in the outfield shows up in 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 a calculation like WAR, but I I think it doesn't where it doesn't show up is what it does for pitchers, and what it does when Max Kepler gets to play right field instead of center. Yeah. And there's a Marwin Gonzalez effect here where it's like you can't just look at his batting line and his defensive contribution and say there you go. You also have to find some way in your mind to calculate, well, he's your backup shortstop and can play second base and first base and third base and right field and left field. Yeah, and so it just, like, I was like, man, like, I honestly think that they would be, if he did I think they would have the best record in baseball right now. Okay, if And they, I don't know if that's a, it's maybe a little bit of a stretch, but they would be right there. They'd be up there. It's not a stretch. I mean, the no, best, yeah, the, I don't think so. The best record in baseball right now is the Houston Astros, and they have six more wins than the Twins. So your your argument is they'd be right there with the Astros within a game or two, and I, I agree with that. I agree just, with that. Just on just on war alone, that he he would have added three more wins, right? And so I guess yeah, maybe the other guys have have chipped in. I guess a, well, probably a win total. You know, with J- what is it, Jake Cave and Lamont Way Jr. Lamont Way Jr. They probably contributed like a win. Um, let me ask you this: over the course of a season, Glenn, because you've been through them, I haven't. What is? D- does it feel very different? You never played. I yeah, would have guessed, yeah. looking at you, that you were quite. The, I'll show you my baseball stud. cards from my rookie year. <laughs> Actually, they look a lot like yours. Uh, the, nobody, nobody looks good in a rookie. The only, the I, I take that back. There's one guy in the history of baseball. That looked good on a rookie card. Okay. You guys should be able to guess it. The Joe only guy who looked good in a rookie no. card? No. Oh. Are you kidding? Those, that that haircut, those sideburns? No <laughs> chance. Uh, 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 the Mark McGuire Olympic card. No. Sammy Sosa. No. Are we in the right era? Uh, 80s. Late 80s. It's the one. Oh, Ken Griffey the, Jr. Yes. Yeah, okay. The eight, the yeah. upper deck. Oh, at the back. He was a stud. Okay. Like that's the only dude that like it. The, the picture just went around because Phil Hughes is opening baseball cards now. And, yeah, and, Phil's pulse. And free plug. He, he like sent me a picture of my rookie card. I'm like, you bastard! That thing is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. But I, mean, um, I need to Google Glenn Perkins rookie card. Now we got completely off track. So no, no, Derek, no. you were yes, yeah, so we, we, you were you had a thought. So go shockingly ahead. revealed that I had not played Major League Baseball before and I understand that would take us down a, a side path. But like is there, it, can you feel the difference between and now I'm just using these modern examples in 2019, can you feel the difference between 106 wins and 100 wins because it sounds like a big deal to us sitting here on the microphone, but it's like over the course of a season that's one win a month. It, I know, but that's that's crazy about all those things. Like, I mean that's the, that's the, what Barry Bonds when he hit 370 something, like if he had one like one or two more hits a month, he would hit four hundred. Wow, you know, and so you're like, <laughs> you know, like, but that's the cool thing about baseball is like over this over the course of the season, those it's those little things, sure, you know, and and even um, you know, when you miss it, miss the playoffs by a game, you know, it's like, man, like you know that that game in May that we were up six one going into the ninth, and we ended up losing an extra innings, like you win that game that you were supposed to win. You're in the playoffs, type of thing. So, like, all those little things don't seem significant in the moment, and they add up over the course of a season. Well, I just find your rookie card, by the way. This is a it's a draft pick card, Glenn Perkins. I'm wearing a jacket. So you're, you're holding a ball. You're wearing a, a warm up. You're ready to pitch, but you're wearing a jacket. <laughs> Low expectations. <laughs> Turn you're it around. Let me see this. Uh, this. Uh, so I think this was in Quad Cities, and I got there, and of course we don't have any twin stuff. You know, you don't have twins. Yeah. 
So I was in Quad Cities, and this guy shows up with a like literally with that hat. That was a that's a, a snapback hat. Like that's not even a fitted Twins hat. It's like you you buy that at Target. Like <laughs> he, he probably bought that there. at Target in Moline, Illinois. And so he went to he went to Quad Cities because you were a first round draft pick. And yeah, like and I had gotten moved. Cards. I had gotten moved from. I had just gotten there. Like it was one of the first days, and I'm in the clubhouse, and like the guy he had like a media credential. I was like, hey, I need to take some pictures for your for uh, tops. I'm like okay, so he has this warm up jacket, and then he that hat that he probably bought that day, and I I he puts Here, it on like he, he gives it to me and I, I put it on and that's my baseball card. I, it's it's awful. Here's another one. This is you in the old white pinstripe jersey holding holding a baseball across the seams there in your left hand. Yeah, that's it, a, it says rookie card on it. So that's a spring training shot. Okay. The, um, a lot of those you are look that, like you're that 14 photo years old. I know. That's, and then that's the other thing. Is like, that's pre-neckbeard. Uh, how much you... Ch- well, I couldn't even grow a neckbeard at that point. Okay. No, that was... A, see, so that was minor leagues. That was minor league things where they used to not let you have... A beard. Oh, or, the, wait, that was a Twins minor league rule, too? Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, you couldn't have anything, like, below your ears and anything below, like, the corner. So you could grow... That's why guys <laughs> would come up with, like, sideburns and a mustache. Because it was like they were rebelling against this, like, arcane rule okay. that you can't... Okay, why... Because the Yankees have the same thing to this day, I believe, right? Yeah. I don't think they've scrapped that. Why is it... I can see how you draw the no... Fa- Actually, I can't. I don't understand it. But, like, if you're going to draw the no facial hairline... But why would you draw it across the bottom lip? But like, if you want to put a caterpillar on top there, yeah, so you can have a st- you can have a staff, That's professional yeah. enough for us. Yeah, but if you grow the rule anything was created that. in the seventies, yeah. and that's what pe- like people had sideburns and a mustache. Like that was the that was the look. Amazing. I mean, think about how many pitchers. Well, Dallas Keuchel almost signed with the Yankees, right? I mean, Dallas Keuchel had the beard going for a while. Well, Jason Giambi went from the A's 15 yeah. years ago to the Yankees, clean-shaven, looked super weird. Well, and yeah, and more recently, Clint Frazier, um, yeah. one of Derek's relatives. My brother. Obviously, yes. yeah. Um, <laughs> had to cut his hair, uh, you know, when he got traded. Um, yeah, I, th- those... I, God, why did you have to bring that up? Amazing. Those stupid... So, all right, hold on. I'll, to bring this back full circle, because <laughs> I, I think we agree that if Byron Buxton had been healthy and and had had five or 600 plate appearances, they'd be fighting for the best record in baseball. What's the difference between what you guys think they can do in October with this setup, assuming that... We'll get into the Jake Odorizzi. Jake Odorizzi left the game last night. We'll get into that at some point. Like how how far would they have gone in your mind with Byron Buxton attached to this team versus how far can they go right now? So th- that's the thing. Like Derek brought up this like you know one win a month thing or one win a week. You know it, it, where it where it adds up over the course of a season. I don't think that stuff matters in the playoffs. Like it, it, yes, you would rather have Byron Buxton out there. Yes, you would rather have you would want Michael Pineda to, to be able to start a game. It, there was just an article on, on Fangraphs in the last day or two about. Basically, that the postseason is luck. Like you, yes, you, and that's like I, I don't know how many times this year I've, I've brought up the Theo Epstein thing is that you build a team to get to the playoffs and then hope you get lucky, hope that you're healthy, hope that your guys are playing well, and hope that you get lucky. Right, but there is certain like like the Astros have a better chance to get lucky because they have three ridiculous yeah, pitchers. Right, but it it still doesn't like it doesn't really matter. I mean, Fangraphs gave him a thirty five percent chance to win the World Series, and we talk about it like it's. 50-50, it's either the Astros right. or the Dodgers. Well, and what's the Twins' percentage? Do you have that? It was like 7.5. Okay. I mean, that's a Pulse huge Boston. gap. But, but to your point, like the Astros are very much the best team in baseball. 
And unlike in the NBA, where the best team is going to have a 50-plus percent chance to win, like the Warriors in their peak, right? The best team in baseball with the best starting rotation and the best lineup and the best run differential, all those things, has a 1-3 in three shot to win the World Series. So to that point, yes. Yeah, it's it's just you you... There's really not much to it other than I mean the sample sizes get so small that it's it's just it's just it's basically all these teams are really good in different ways and it ends up being somewhat random it's it's mm. yeah you can go face Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander well they're they're gonna make mistakes they they make mistakes in every game and it's just whether you swing in the right spot or don't swing in the right spot if you miss it or you don't miss it like anything can happen like yes you you create your own luck in a way i guess but at the same time like it it just it, it really is a crapshoot and that was that's theo's whole premise of of how he builds a baseball team and he, i think and honestly that that goes towards like the the trade deadline thing like i think teams are realizing like that stuff might not have as big of an impact as they think it does because once you get there you know, if you make that big trade yeah. for that starting pitcher, like you want that guy over the course of a season, not just for the second half and then into into it. Like you know, way back when when the Brewers traded for CC Sabathia, they wore him out during the season, and then they made the playoffs and they were out. And you know, so you 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 get to the playoffs and it's just it it's just luck. Like I think that's I didn't actually read the article; I just saw the headline and I was like, yeah, that. Is kind of what I was thinking. They were there was a snide tweet about that post that you're talking about that said the way to be good in October is get to October a lot. It's like yeah, if you go to the playoffs ten years in a row, something's right. good's going to happen. But I would I would amend I I agree with like eighty percent of what you're saying, and I would amend it to say once you get to October. There's a lot more luck involved in that one month of baseball than in the six months prior Here's to sort I out the best it. record. And there's I'm, still a there's still a best team and a, a worst hierarchy. team, but but the like like to to take your example further, I'll bet if you look through. In fact, we could probably pull this up. Like the Astros probably lost a couple games this season to a below 500 team. Like they probably lost two of three they at got, some point. The Tigers got them right. Uh, the Tigers didn't they get smoked by the Orioles? Okay. Or was that the, or, no, that was the Indians. The Indians. Well, the, the Indians. Indians got let's use the Orioles. The Indians are a 95 win team. They've won 93 games. The, the 95 win Indians team with great pitching got smoked two straight games, like 25 to one total run scored by the Baltimore Orioles. Now, in one weekend, the Orioles can do that to the Indians. But if those two teams played for six months, the Indians would win a hundred of those games, and the Orioles would win 60 of those games. Right. But as you start to I, to what you guys are saying. As you start to get into five-game series, seven-game series, little things can happen, and you can beat Garrett Cole in Game 1 or Justin Verlander in Game and, 1, and, and the series that's completely the swings. Thing. That's yep. the luck thing, is that yeah. you the teams, the, the, the talent differential isn't very big in a playoff series because those teams proved over the course of a 162-game season that they're pretty stinking good. Yeah, And so that gap shrinks so hmm. much that it's basically and, and the luck thing is like i said not missing that pitch that get not missing that hanging curveball from verlander or that or that that fastball that runs back over the plate from garrett cole if you don't miss that pitch that i mean hitting a home run off garrett cole is lucky scoring more than 3 runs in a start off justin verlander is lucky but those things can happen and yes. that's that's 
you don't look at it maybe as luck per se, but it but it is. That's it's right. just getting those getting those events that don't happen very often to happen. You know, in a like almost like clustering them. You know, and they call that's a there's a thing called cluster luck, yeah, like hit clusters. And how how you can clump those things together if you can get that hit, you can get that home run. All of a sudden, hey, you're up. Right, right. And yeah. now you've got your bullpen, and, and you, they're and up against and it. And that's the luck. That's the the part that you you call luck. And sure. I, I mean, it's it's not it's not luck like going and playing. Like me hitting a home run against Garrett Cole. That's just luck. <laughs> but Nelson Cruz just, hitting a home run. That's actually possible, not possible. Uh, not, not believable. <laughs> that, there's actually, there actually is a 0% chance. <laughs> and I'm the non-zero that guy. Is a not, that is not a non-zero. Okay, but here, so like not to reduce baseball to just stats. Because it's more than that. Like you've got to get up. You've got to be ready for the game. You've got to study. These guys have to do all of that stuff. I just get to sit in a chair on a microphone and talk about it. But imagine you have a coin, gentlemen. And this coin, and I'm telling you, this is this is what I call a 60% coin. It's magic. It's not 50% heads, 50% tails. 60% of the time, it lands on heads. What's it shaped like? It just looks like a quarter. It's a little heavier. Okay. But I'm going to bet you $1,000, Glenn, on this series of flips. Do you want and you're 60% I'm 40%. And you know you could have just said I have a 10-sided dice and it's it, 1 through 6 is Have you ever seen a 10-sided dice? I'm sure there's one out there. I have actually. It's great. Oh, okay, I haven't. So, so one through six. Is, I just want to go is, with something more believable. One through six is the Astros win, and seven through ten is the Twins. It's win. a magic coin. Okay, we have a magic coin. <laughs> okay, I'm betting you a thousand bucks on the outcome of this. Do you want me to flip it three times or ten thousand times? You're sixty percent. Well, yeah. Th- of I mean, course, you, you want ten thousand. Well, or you just want it to be over. Well, the, the analogy would be a hundred sixty-two times or five times. That's right. But yeah, that's what I'm saying here is that if you are if you are the better team, you want a 162 game sample to prove that. Aren't the odds the same? Yes, <laughs> but 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 the but variance is Derek's, greater. The gears are turning in Derek's head right the now. Variance the variance is the, the odds are the same. But if I flip it five times, it it could it it could wind up the same outcome four or five times the other way. And if I flip it ten thousand times, well, it, you are it, going it, to find a stretch in there where you lost five times in a row. Yeah. It's just probability. I love but, it. We're trying to justify, like, how can the Twins beat the Astros? No, it's right a magic now? coin. That's all. That's they how. need a magic coin. <laughs> That's how. Rub it for good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, can we talk about Jake Odorizzi panic level when we come back here? Yeah, because he left the game with a Definitely. hamstring thing, and that's that's a thing now. As the Twins go into the final few games before playoffs, it's the Score North Twin Show. Glenn Perkins on baseball, and all week long on Score North, our mission is to raise money to feed and change the lives of homeless people. And uh, we're doing that in support of Union Gospel Mission. The website to straight donate, and by the way, $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a person in need. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. That's S-K-O-R-North.com slash mission for meals. Today's auction item is a Judd's Hockey Show experience, which gets you a wild sweet package for 18 of your friends or strangers, depending on how you want to divvy up those 18 tickets. And catering, plus a Lou Nanny visit. Judd's going to be in there, so that might even decrease the value, depending on what you think of Judd, but we can work that out. Um, and uh, and you'll also uh, be able to uh, to work on which game you want after the fact. So we'll do a, a, a TBA game for the 2019-20 season for a wild game with Judd and hockey legend Lou Nanny. You can bid right now at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Bidding ends at 8 o'clock tonight, and proceeds 
go to help feed Twin Cities homeless. We'll get back. Scoring a Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on baseball. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your. The Score North Twin Show. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Score North Twin Show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball. Uh, Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore. Phil teased uh, before the break that um, Odorizzi, we saw Jake Odorizzi last night. Left the game. I don't. I guess I don't know when. Like, how do how do you describe like six innings? And they called it a hammy. But he. But well. But he also like went out to warm up. So he left in the seventh. But he didn't get anybody out in the seventh. So he left after the six. Six plus. I guess that doesn't really matter. The, the fact is, he left again. He left. He didn't. He was gonna pitch more, and then he didn't. Um, and maybe we get level of panic from you guys. Hi. I, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter what it, it doesn't matter what the ailment would be if you have what's the date today? This is uh, this is Wednesday. Your first playoff game is in eight days, and there have been some rumblings. I know Royce has come on the Twin Show and Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and he said I, I'm hearing that Odorizzi is game one. So he's not just making that up. But if whether it's it's game one, you're eight days away. Game two, you're nine days away. If you wanted to hold it to game three, you've got almost two weeks to get back to target field. If it's a hamstring, you're not going to be 100% in eight days. If it's something else along with hamstring, I guess my my level of panic is high also because like you really have two legitimate starting pitchers and then whatever Randy Dobnak can get you. And even the two legitimate starting pitchers are prone to get shelled in four innings because that's how baseball works today. So my level of panic is, is pretty high. Talk me down or don't. I didn't see the start, um, so I'll say that that I didn't see the whole like the game playing out and the situation. Were you watching a movie last night? <laughs> Probably not. Don't you wish? <laughs> no, uh, I was over in Lower Town, St. Paul, and I will explain that at a later date. But I, I I was reading through the stuff, and it doesn't sound like the level of panic from the Twins, at least what they're putting out, is that high. Baldelli said he'll be perfectly fine, and so my first thought was, "Oh, okay. So, so are you just like looking for a way to get him out of the game and bring Gibson in? And now he's going to be maybe he'll throw like two innings on Sunday as a tune-up, or just not pitch again until the playoffs." That was my first thought. Do you think that Rocco did a double take when he saw what he was on the mound in the seventh inning? Did I ever tell you that story? What's he doing out there? It's a cheap shot. Did I ever tell you that story about your buddy Phil Hughes? No. Oh man, this is actually good. This is so a good. I, I, I want to say that I I try to I try to not panic too much about this stuff, and you trust Rocco and the training staff, like they've been good at that stuff. This one, this one to me is a little fishy. Okay, and I'm curious to see how it plays out because I I, I don't know. It looked weird last night, and like the way they did it. The way they took him out, like it, 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 something, something doesn't smell right. And I didn't even, I didn't want. 
usually if something happens, I would start texting some people and do some digging and not not to like break news, but just to like because I'm curious no and like I yeah, know yeah, yeah. you know I obviously know the people that are around there and I I, I just peace of mind or whatever it might be, and I didn't do that. I thought about it like when it happened, I was like, man, I need to figure out what's going on like i need the real story and i i didn't want to because i i feel like <laughs> i feel like they're that we we haven't learned everything yet from this one interesting see because i i like okay jake's just sort of a even keel guy he's not going to show it his season could be done and he'd walk off the mound and like maybe put his chin on his chest but you're not going to get too much reading his poker face. Yeah. Um, and he didn't show anything last night. Tony Leo, the head athletic trainer, was walking off the field with him. Didn't look like he was, you know, beside himself concerned with what was going on. So there was. Well, he's I not going to be like having tears no, down his I know, face. But like, oh like, my God. Yeah, but when Buxton so leaves. Gar- when Gardy would come off, take his head off, and like start rubbing his forehead. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, there goes, my, there goes yeah. our chances. There's the photo. <laughs> I'm screwed in the paper the next morning. <laughs> no, but like, okay, so there's some speculation on Twitter, and I actually, maybe there's something to it. Kyle Gibson, not used to warming up as a reliever. If a guy gets injured, you've got as long as you need to warm up. Maybe there's some connection there that, like, oh, yeah, hey, he's got to come out with an injury. Hey, this is our trainer. He's got to come out with an injury. Uh, who are we going to bring? Uh, Gibson, I guess. You know? Yeah, Maybe I there's did, something there. I didn't even there. think about that. There could be something there. Get back to your story. And then I want to, I do want to get back to Kyle Gibson because so, that was fascinating to me. But I want to hear. So Phil Hughes is pitching and he's pitching well for the Twins. And people forget he had a great year in his first season in Minnesota. <laughs> I think it's the year after that, and a reporter asks him after a start. He'd gone like six and two-thirds. It was a good start, strikeouts, no walks, and said, boy, Phil, you had a really uh, interesting perspective today during the seventh inning. And Hughes, who's great with the media, was puzzled, and he said, interesting perspective. Um, I'm, I'm sorry not to dodge your question, but I don't know what you mean. And the reporter shot back with, well, you were on the mound. <laughs> um, so I... I I know who you're talking about. And I thought <laughs> and, and I thought for sure, like no punches were going to be thrown, but I thought there was a beef there. Like reporter versus starting pitcher, oh my gosh, this is heated. I found out after the fact from both of them, they're like, No, 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 he was just messing around. We're good. But I thought that was like the biggest slam I've ever seen in a press <laughs> scrum, and Phil took it. Great. He's like, wow. That, that that particular reporter has a pension for asking questions like that. Though, <laughs> yes, <so>. he does. <laughs> Trying to throw you off a little bit. He he, uh, he actually asked Rocco a question along those lines. Not not like that, but a, a kind of a question last night in the post game that I was like, you really just asked that? <laughs> so he's got that. He's got that quality poke, about him. Poke poke. Yeah. Um, Kyle Gibson was who's on the mound. Lights out out of the bullpen last night. Yeah, I mean, he gave up four hits. Well, they were all crappy. By light, by lights out, I mean blowing hitters away in punching certain... tickets too. Yes, four strikeouts, uh, ninety six miles an yeah. hour. Lights out is the wrong way to characterize the outing, but it was something we haven't seen much out of him in terms of strikeout uh, yeah. prowess. Yeah, no, I, it's it was intriguing. We brought it up on the post game show. We had a little bit of time to kill before we got Rocco uh, his post game interview, or whatever. So we were killing a little time and. Um, I, you know, and and then Rocco ended up bringing it up or not bringing it up, but somebody asked him about it, and he he talked about it and said they're they're trying to you know see where they can use him, and um, you know, for Kyle and and I would expect nothing less from him. Said like I don't care, like I I've been here 
for six years and we're on the verge of the playoffs. I want to pitch in the playoffs. I don't care where I'm pitching. And he doesn't have an ego, so it's not a surprise he's not like, no, damn it, I'm gonna I'm I'm starting game three. Yeah. He wants to just pitch. Um it was definitely a preview. And then Rocco, he's he's so cryptic in his postgame stuff, says, um, you know, we might see him again, you know, maybe once, uh, you know, coming up here, you know, in the next few days. We've got five games left. We probably want to see him. I'm like, they know exactly when Kyle, like, I will I will bet anything that Kyle Gibson pitches out of the pen on Friday. Okay. And then they probably bring him back on Sunday for an inning just to see how he bounces back. Yeah. Interesting. Like, uh, I, I, I almost guarantee it. Because huh. it, it makes sense. The next four or five days are purely... Get ready for the playoffs. Have a full understanding of what every spot on your roster, especially the pitching side, is going to give you. And I think Kyle Gibson's probably the guy that's the biggest question because he could maybe give you some innings. How healthy is he? Is he like? Can he bounce back if you've got to use him two times in three days or something or four days? So and that, I, that's what they're going to figure out. He's yeah. he's. I bet you he pitches two innings on Friday and he pitches an inning on Sunday. Smart. You heard it here first, and that's just uh, just speculation because they're trying to figure out what they have, and they're uh, they're inevitably going to use probably Randy Dobnak to start one of the playoff games. I would think so. Yeah, Uh, it it seems like that's the way it's trending. So then you've got he's getting married this week, boys. (laughs) This is going to be a big week for the Dobber. You've got got it. You're going to have him for one time through the order. You're going to have Lewis Thorpe for one time through the order, or something like that. And then you're going to have Kyle Gibson, and then and then you can hopefully go to the the bullpen your guys yeah and so i think they want to figure out okay can you can you warm up like last night was and you know when that that point you brought up is interesting as well giving him a little more time but at some point they're gonna have to figure out can you warm up can you get as as like a reliever so i'll give you my all my cards because after his after gibson pitched into the second inning at target field and then just he was struggling to find the plate and i felt bad you could tell like it wasn't all there. It wasn't. This isn't Kyle Gibson. This is like sixty-five or seventy percent, and he's just, you know, gritting his teeth and trying to get through it. And I, I commend him for that. But he gets pulled because he walks three guys in a row, walks the bases loaded, and walks two runs in. And Rocco's like, "All right, well, we can't keep going with this." So I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, the way the schedule lines up, like he might not start again at Target Field. This like that might be his final Twins outing at Target Field. Free agency coming up this winter and all that." And so I'm starting to think to myself, with where he's at right now, and keep in mind this was after his last start, not after his bullpen outing. I'm thinking, "Man, I don't know that I put this guy on the playoff roster. Like it sucks, but like if you're the Twins, you got to look at this and say who can get Righties and lefties out. How can I match up with the Yankees or Astros? And is he one of those 12 pitchers, 11 pitchers, whatever they go with? Well, now, after seeing his stuff last night, and as Glenn said, racking up strikeouts, swing and miss, in and out of the zone, chase pitches, I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's a guy you can bring in for a stretch and match him up if you get the right spot. So, to me, one outing, and I do want to see how he does this weekend, but it went from in my mind, not the Twins' mind. In my mind, he's not on the playoff roster to, okay, now you might have something here. He earned yeah. his way back on for Yeah, me. and Rocco said it after the game that they wanted to put him in a, in a spot where he could be 100%. Like, that was kind of, I don't know how he hit the, his okay. exact wordage, but it was essentially we wanted, to see, we wanted to see him in a situation where he could be at his best. And... Looks pretty have good. Have his other best day. stuff. Have his best fastball. His best breaking ball. His best changeup. And he he did. He had that stuff. 
um, last night. I mean, that, that... I was shocked we saw 96, Glenn. Yeah. I didn't think he had the legs for that at this point in the season. Yeah, and, and there's... I mean, even in that situation, there's adrenaline. I mean, it's a 4-1 game. There's eight people in the stands, but... Um, you know, it, it's the seventh inning. Like you're coming out of the bullpen in that situation for the first time in your life. Like there's definitely going to be some adrenaline. That's a good thing, and I think that I think what they saw last night, and then it was it was ground balls. Like they were chopping, they were late on fastballs. They were chopping the other way, and I think three of the hits were opposite field ground balls. Um, and then there was the one double in the gap, and and even that was just kind of like a placement hit, but. That's it's you know you don't want to say oh man he's the, he's now he's going to be throwing the eighth like that's not it at all but that's a like that, what we saw last night from him is something that they can use especially in that game whatever if it's game two or game three where they do a bullpen game you're probably going to see him on the mound in a situation like that the, the more I sort of look back because I was I was in and out of the game last night as well for the same undisclosed reasons that uh, Derek Wetmore alluded to earlier which you will you will find on the Score North social media accounts. Sometime this week, you might find out tonight. You might you might see it sometime tonight. We'll see, but um, okay. Jake Odorizzi was up to ninety three pitches, and so like around like, ninety pitches after six innings against the Tigers. I know you're trying to clinch. I sort of I mean I I hear both of your sides. Like the, the, the hamstring seems fishy, but the more to the story part, I'm kind of interested in Wetmore's theory. Were you really going to run him back out there around 90 pitches against the Tigers after six innings? Or were you doing it strategically to give Kyle Gibson some time to warm up? It it never once occurred to me that that was a possibility until... I stole that from Twitter. Like I said, my my fishy thing was more, is it like he might be hurt, but is it his hamstring or is it his arm? Arm thing. Do do teams do that? How often do teams do that? I mean, it's not... No, maybe maybe that like you could get away with it in September, I guess, because you don't have to put a guy on the IL. Sure. So you don't have like you you definitely couldn't do that during the season. Be like, oh yeah, he hurt his hamstring, and then he's getting like because you you have to log treatment. You have, you know, so you're all right. Why is he getting treatment on yeah, his shoulder to, and he's not getting treatment on his hamstring? Uh, he tweaked his hamstring. He uh, it's a high ankle sprain. He's gonna be out like nine to eleven months. They come back with a check right now. Yeah, come back with a scar on yeah. his elbow. <laughs> so like you you know you can't do that during the season because you have to put the guy in the IL and it has right. to get approved and all those things. Like you could circumvent that now, but they're like if if he. This is the thing: is that it, it, now I I actually believe that they were just trying to get Gibby enough time to warm up because the guy's going into free agency. The, the, if he's not going to pitch in the postseason, you're going to have to give a reason why. Like uh, you know, if he's all of a sudden not on, like not on the roster, and, and then they're not going to say, "Oh yeah, well he's got this hamstring thing," and then he's going into free agency, but then you know he's getting. Reports, you know, whatever their teams that are trying to sign him are getting his medicals, and now he's got an arm thing. Like, yeah, so yeah. they they definitely can't fake that. And so, like, I guess I'm talking myself out of my like conspiracy oh, theory. I that like he, conspiracy, Glenn. Uh, that he that he hurt something else. <laughs> I I think, I think it must. It, it probably is that they that they. <laughs> And because we're not know. like he was evasive in his post game thing, like about what was going on. He's like, yeah, it's just a little hamstring thing, and you know we think he's gonna be fine. Better to get him out. And it was like he at no point did he like throw a pitch and like look like he like hyperextended his leg or something where you would hurt a hammy. Like sure. And I guess that that's an easy. So we were joking last night after the game, Lapanta being a hockey guy, 
that it was a, they were going to call it like a lower body injury. Oh, yeah, you know? like, that's right. I'm like, are they going to be as vague on this thing as like the NHL is with all their injuries? I like, love when a player like takes a stick to the face. He just like teeth are knocked out, bleeding everywhere, and it's an upper, upper body, body injury. Yeah, yeah. No, he's literally missing five teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can we can we can pinpoint what this one is, but yeah, it, that's uh, I don't know. That that I like that I like that better. Right. For me, Odorizzi's either starting game one or game three. If this health thing is a thing, then uh oh. But I don't think it's a thing until I'm proven otherwise. Score North Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on baseball. The Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, Score North download time, and uh, it is brought to you by Baird Baird, trusting, uh, offering trusted financial advice and services since 1919. And let me tell you on the Score North download that uh, we've got a lot of good things still up ahead on the on the docket uh, for this afternoon on Score North on 1500, and uh, including another hour of the Score North uh, first place twin show. As uh, Rami Makhlouf, Judge Zolgad, and Derek Wetmore will have all Twins discussion for you in the next hour. And and uh, also MLB Network's Dan O'Dowd going to join the show uh, next hour as well. So be sure to tune into that. And then following that, at 2 o'clock is Purple Daily. As Matthew Collar and Sage Rosenfels will talk more things Vikings as they prepare to take on the Chicago Bears this weekend. So... Lots of good stuff on Score North this afternoon. Of course, after Purple Daily, we've got Mackie and Judd with Rami from 4 to 6. And then we've got uh, Minnesota United Soccer uh, this evening at 6.30 as well. So lots on the docket today on Score North. Be sure to check it all out. Now back for one final segment of Glenn Perkins on Baseball. Welcome back to the Score North Twin Show. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Derek Wetmore. And that is three-time All-Star Glenn Perkins. And we alluded to Craig Kimbrell earlier on in the show. But just to circle back on it, Craig Kimbrell has given up not... I mean, he's a large part of the reason why the Cubs have fallen out of playoff contention in the last couple months. He's given up a career-high nine home runs in like 23 innings. Has an ERA of six and a half. Um, we had we we sat here for weeks, and we I think all of us spending other people's money, like yeah, bring them on board and see what happens. And, and if this happens, it's not going to cripple your franchise. It's it's a two or three year contract. But in terms of this stretch run, if you were to replace for the Cubs, take out Craig Kimbrell and insert a dude like Tyler Duffy, for instance, who's been the Twins' best or second best reliever this season, the Cubs are probably. Still fighting for a wild card spot, if not clinching a wild card spot. And if you do the reverse, I don't think Craig Kimbrell's presence would have meant that Tyler Duffy wasn't part of the bullpen. I think both would have been part. So maybe maybe you take Sergio Romo out or something. But could you make a case that if Craig Kimbrell had pitched like he's been pitching for the Cubs for the Twins the last two or three months, that that four game lead on the Indians would be negative some, some, something not equivalent to four game lead on the well, and who who wrote who had it on twitter i saw it a couple days ago that it was a bill smith quote that sometimes the best deals are the ones you don't make yeah. <laughs> oh like i didn't like, see that very knowledgeable quote from 
Bill Smith. He nailed it. Yeah. Very uh, prescient. Um, I, really quick, why, you played the wrong um, bumper music. So oh, I, 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 feel, to... I don't feel right oh, even I'm about sorry. talking. You know why I oh, wasn't ready? Bad. I found a video of the Nats clinching celebration, and it's just Brian Dozier singing and dancing shirtless while having a beer poured on his I, head. I, so right before I got here this morning, I, I did not see... That, there it is in all its glory. Yep, that's some things never change. That's Doge. I was just about to look at that. There we go. <laughs> We're feeling it. I might have. I mean, early on this year, I almost demoted Phil from being the producer of this show. And uh, man, you redeemed yourself at least. Found a quick. I don't know how that. Ha- I don't know how that happens. We play the same music for the third segment every week. I'm, then, I'm, I'm off my game. I'm flustered. I'm Jake Odorizzi. It's a hamstring. I got a hamstring. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can't finish off the game. Not sure what's happening. No. Here. So getting back to that, um, it, it's true. Like like they tried to get Craig Kimbrell. They wanted Craig Kimbrell, and they. It turns out they were very fortunate, at least for this year. And that that's like the speculation side of it is like you know some of these offers that he was getting. Like there was concerns before. That's why he sat out for half a season, because there was concerns about you know that how he finished last year. Is he healthy? Is he going to be able to continue to be the guy that he was? And also, that's part of why he took a three-year deal instead of a shorter deal for more money uh, per year, because it, you know I don't quite know if he himself believed that he was going to be healthy. Because Keuchel bet on himself in a one-year deal and wants to hit the market again. And he's been awesome for the Braves. Um, I, I'm just fascinated by the whole, like, just even Craig Kimbrell aside. Because you could also talk about you, Darvish, and Darvish was bad at the beginning of that contract. Twins wanted him. Well, now he's been great. Where are the Cubs without that guy this year? But I'm fascinated in the Tyler Duffy angle of it. The The Twins basically said, all right, interested, but only to a point on some of these relievers. We got guys in here that we think we like. And some of them pan out and some of them don't. In some cases, they've already said goodbye to some of the guys that they thought were going to be a, a weapon for them. But then Trevor May happens. Uh, and then Taylor Rogers becomes Taylor Rogers. Tyler Duffy. Do you have it? Zach Littell. Zach Littell's been all, great. All these guys. Um, yeah. Uh, Stashek. There's just name after name. With, with Tyler Duffy. Well, even Stashek was warming up last night. In the eighth inning, they there. like him he against gonna, righties. Yeah, yeah. He, by the way, he's on the playoff roster. I would think like, he's so. a name that we don't. It's not top of mind because he's Here's new. But Tyler Duffy since the trade deadline. So I wrote about this for Five Thoughts this week. Kind of tongue in cheek that they like they traded for this lights out reliever and his name is Tyler Duffy. Since the trade deadline is zero point zero zero ERA, thirty five strikeouts to five walks. But was more impressive to me in those twenty and a third innings is the fact that he's striking out forty six percent of hitters. I love that the Twins took... So the, the Twins did this with Ryan Presley the first year of Derek Favio Thad Levine. They did this with Ryan Presley, kind of, and then he went, to, he went to Houston and really fully realized his potential. Tyler Duffy is like the make good on what... like They, they said, all right, Ryan Presley, you're going to be the one that, like, that we just morph into a cyborg. And he wound up being that for the Astros. But like Tyler Duffy is proof that, oh no, we can pretty much roll in with anyone who has a... a a modicum of talent. We can just roll in and like change. Your you got to have stuff. Velocity. You got to have willingness to learn. And like, if you don't, if you don't, Tyler Duffy had one plus pitch, and now he has two. I think you can't just do it with just anybody. But 
if you take somebody who's talented, who's got good stuff, and you can harness that, they've they, shown they, they're, they, they're pretty they, good at I that. I mean, you can, not not you can't do it with anybody, but even Zach Littell, they he was throwing ninety one. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was he was a, like a like when they got him, he was like a super command guy. Yeah, like he just he was that guy that like he had a. I mean, I remember seeing him after they traded for him. They they he was a big tall kid. Yep. He was young. He still is young. I think they probably saw they could get more velocity out of him, all those things. He has he had some stuff that I feel like they felt they could mold, and they got him throwing mid nineties now too. They took Trevor May from throwing low mid nineties to throwing upper nineties. Yeah. Tyler Duffy, uh they, they took from throwing low nineties with a loopy curveball to throwing a hammer and throwing ninety six. Yeah. And and what they do and it's like this is the part that's frustrating for me, is like if I would have if I would have had this early on, like the opportunities that these guys have now with the, the data and the knowledge, they said stop, stop throwing the ball down in the zone, like just quit doing it. Throw your throw your fastball up, and then and then throw your breaking ball down, and throw your breaking ball as much as you want. Don't throw the loopy breaking ball. Throw your hard breaking ball as much as you want, and just do those things like. You do these two things well, just do that more. Yeah. And do the things that you don't do less. He's like been the things so you good. do poorly, do those less, and then you do these things really well, do more. It's like it, it makes it's it's like common sense, but it it's it, but it's not. And yeah. like that's Wes Johnson, that's Jeremy Hefner. And I think Jeremy Hefner's kind of the dark horse in that whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Um well, well the next time we convene we'll be we'll be doing this but like previewing twins Yankees probably. So well, get October pumped in the next week, you guys. And you'll be doing a lot of Fox Get Sports pumped. North the rest of the regular season. And uh, I've got I've got the two more, and then uh, I'll be doing the home game. Hopefully, oh, there's more than one. Yeah, great. So I've got Ideally. the home game. So that would be good. That's Glenn Perkins, Phil Mackey, Derek Whatmore, Glenn Perkins on baseball, part of the Score North Twin Show. Thank you for helping us set a new 30 day download record as well. We really appreciate it. Tell five Twins fan friends you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North mobile app. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.